Hello footies and welcome back to Foot in Review, bringing you a tri-weekly dose of FIFA Ultimate Team goodness. My name is John, also known as Foot Coaching, and today we are bringing you Season 4, Episode 84, making it a grand total of 404 episodes. Tonight we'll be discussing the team of the week. We'll be talking about a little bit of content, but there isn't that much yet. And we will be discussing how to beat the ladder system. Let's start by introducing our co-host. <laughs> it's my pleasure to introduce you all to none other than my friend from Scotland. It's my name, mate. It's John, also known as Stalking Foot. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. How about you? <laughs> it's good to see you back. Have you back and, well... Uh, I got a little bit of deja vu, but that's the benefit of watching this live. <laughs> then you could actually see all our blunders. And with our, I mean, mine. So there's that. Uh, it's good to have you on, mate. Um, how's FIFA treating you? Or do you want to discuss that <laughs> more in depth in a minute? I think we'll save that for the the latter subject. <laughs> all right, you can still laugh, though, so that's good. Uh, yes, I can. <laughs> and it's been a while, but if you're looking on stream now, you can actually see him in all his glory, <laughs> big smile up great <laughs> headset and of course running an amazing beard and drinking Heineken Blue which actually isn't called Heineken Blue in the Netherlands which is weird but that's something else it's my pleasure to reintroduce everyone to Tommy B or Mac Tommy Evening it's been a while gents uh, happy to be back on the pod finally yeah, it took us uh, t- two months to set up a camera but hey we're there <laughs> well I was move- moving house wasn't I that's the excuse it's a, it's a good excuse, though. How did everything go? You all settled? Yeah, all good. New house, new job. You know, it's all going good. Oh, it's brilliant. Good. It's good to have you back on, especially now the Foot in Review Community Cup has started. You both have played some matches already. I think, Tommy, you played Ingvi in the first match, didn't you? Yeah, who uh, I was under the impression I might have been better than, but uh, he pulled out a very good 1-1 draw. It's like me and Aaron. <laughs> yeah, very similar situation. Well, you think they should be this, but hey, also Aaron's not on the show tonight, so I can just fairly let this one go. <laughs> um, John, do we want to discuss your experience in the Foot and Review Community Cup thus far, or shall we skip um, that one as well? Yeah, just move along nicely. I'm there to make up the numbers, troops. There to make up the numbers. It's good, though. It's good. Let's start today, though, by talking about the team of the week. Last week was a horrific team of the week. And when you look at social media, people made that off uh, much better than I think it actually was. I wasn't hosting that one because I was ill. I actually packed Team Maria three times from the upgrade SPCs. Uh, it's still a very unusable card, so I tossed them all into other SPCs, I think. Um, that was the best one. But this week, John told me, it actually looks a little bit more... Hmm. Easy, better, sort of doable. <laughs> I, th- I think realistically, there's one, maybe two great players, and everybody else is. I don't, I don't like using the word fodder, but yeah, it's, there's a couple of players that we'd all like to have, and after that, some nice players for objectives, etc. But very few people that will make your squad. Tommy, would you agree? Yeah, that's when I looked at it before coming on. My only thought was. Apart from Neymar, this is a very good uh, team of the week for objective players. Not even fodder, just 
an 85 Mkhitaryan for a Serie A squad. Seems pretty decent. Although we just had the SBC. Yeah, but if you're playing for a chance, you're just getting two red picks. So a lot of these cards are half decent for first owner squads. That's fair. Even yeah. at this current stage of the game, though, because honestly, except Neymar, I have the 92 version, right? But uh, except Neymar, I wouldn't consider any of these cards in my main squad. Yes, but I think that's what you meant by f- objectives, John, as in get the red pick, keep it in your club, use it in an objective later, I think. Is yeah, like the um, Yarmolenko and Thiago Mendes cards last week. My League One squad, League One, League One, is uh, absolutely horrific. So pretty much if I get an 85 red from one of those leagues, I'll just keep in the club for those objectives. Yeah, that's fair, though. That's fair. I'm looking at these cards now and... The value isn't there. I think Neymar is 1.3 million, something like that currently. I think that's definitely not worth it considering it's 92 is 400k, 450, something like that. Um, His 92 is dropped, I think, John. Yeah, yeah. And it's still a great card, though. Yeah. <laughs> but I think considering his 93 striker is uh, almost as expensive. Ah, uh, 2 million now. So he's a little bit up. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go in there. Um, you talked about Skriniar I saw Tommy what's going on there yeah I'd, uh, I was just thinking if I got him as a red I'd probably put him in my starting lineup. Because so I have to make I that use... a highlight somewhere I think from our well I used SIE and he was obviously a bit slower than what most people are running and just put a low, lower depth on and he was absolutely fine but aren't there like other cards now to consider yeah, I have got a, uh, well, you know, I've told you in DMs, uh, Brozovic is an absolute monster at centre-back. Yeah. And he's going up to a 91 rated, so... No, I we don't want to talk about that anymore. Him and <laughs> you have a Dutch man who I will butcher his name, De Verge. De Vrij. De Vrij. De Vrij, yeah. So I could have a very good partnership. It, a lot of Inter Milan players in my squad at the moment, though, which is very worrying. For me as well, though. <laughs> Which is yeah. double as worrying, worrying a Juventus kid currently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Skriniar is actually reasonable to do. Like, I think he's too slow, and I think Brozovic is actually much better, even at seven, right? Yeah, oh, well, I've actually got him in at, on ten ken at centre back. So yeah, you start him in midfield, yeah, and then drop so, him. Yeah. But stats-wise, he's probably what a team the season centre-back is going to look like anyway, to be fair. Uh, yeah, and that's two weeks ago, I think, now? Three yeah. Weeks. So, as much as I love to try Skrinia, to prove a point, I might have to uh, give him a skip. <laughs> <laughs> to prove a point. Uh, you can always use him for the Foot and Review Community Cup, because that, has, of course, has some restrictions on teams. Well, if I get to the final, I'll run him, just... Uh, just, just so we can watch. Uh, I hope you're playing me though. Then let's see if we oh. can get that match going by then. <laughs> see how much you just despise the screen after that match though. Uh, no, so I think, my uh, previous statement of a uh, flashback Chiellini that didn't last long. <laughs> I did the same though, of course, but that's because I'm also biased. But honestly, yeah. I couldn't run him for too long either. But like, a, I am actually hurting myself a bit too much here <laughs> by trying this. And I tried it again once Morata came out. Like, ah, oh, this is a card I can probably, I'm able to run, right? <laughs> I wasn't also, I was also hurting myself there. Sometimes your love for the club or the love for the players just have to switch for just good cards, unfortunately. 
Yeah, you just got to give them goodbye. Exactly, exactly. Um, but overall speaking, though, I think the thing with Team of the Week currently is that they are getting more high rated and they are being requested more for SBCs. So anyways, if you pick any, it's always good. Uh, even the cheapest ones are now going for 20k, 22, I think, something like that. So yeah, that's I think that uh, SBC that came out a couple of days yesterday, Monday, that needs two Team of the Weeks. That's pushed the price up a little bit, John. Uh, that's good, though. I mean, then it just makes it a bit easier. Oh, uh, I wanted to ask, though, before we dive into content, um, is it, I got this question, but I forgot to send it, so I have to apologize. Is it harder this year to make coins by playing? And I know Tommy and John play a whole lot, but is it harder to make coins by just playing? Um, or does it actually matter? Let's start by asking Tommy. Um, for me, it's easier than ever. So, I think it's because I get relatively good weekend league placements. On a good week, I can make 200k. And on other FIFAs, I wouldn't even get close to that. So, that's my simple answer. All right. John? I would agree. Um, if you... Are- and it all comes down to weekend league. If you can get weekend league and you can get eight wins and above, the coins start rolling in. If you fall under eight wins, you fall behind because you miss the team of the week pack and you miss the coin boost as well. But um, if you're not doing weekend league and you're just doing squad battles and rivals, then it's not very coin effective. Yeah, I think that's my issue, personally. Not playing weekend league too much, playing everything else. And it's actually... N- the balance isn't any going anywhere. <laughs> I would agree, yeah, definitely. And I think people that send the message uh, are trouble by playing in game. I think weekend league is crucial for your coin balance. If you don't play weekend league, you have to trade this year. Yeah, that I would agree with. And I think that's and I at our pro players at foot coaching and of course the players we guide through the year. I always said weekend league doesn't matter, right for qualifying and stuff it's all rivals so I'd rather that you don't spend any time on weekend league and just spend 20 matches on rivals instead on that weekend um, except that it's going to be really hard to manage the clubs because for them it's even faster to do it right it's two hours maybe two and a half hours every weekend um, but it does make sure they their clubs stay stable so is it easier to make coins yes only if you play weekend league uh, for trading itself I have no clue <laughs> Tell me, you're I running a free own, uh, first owner, right? You're you're a fucker. Yeah, uh, careful how you pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I think it's also like you're saying, it's down to skill level because I know someone who does weekend league in a couple of hours, like you're saying, gets the top rank. Well, they they were the number one ranked player on Xbox at one point, and then they go and do the qualifier on the same day. Yeah. So you're talking with good rewards. That person's making two hundred fifty thousand coins in the space of you know four or five hours. That's fair, and and team of the week backs. So I can also yeah. be lucky as well. So, and especially at the moment, like you're saying, last week if you get two team of the week backs, the minimum you're selling that for is one hundred twenty k. Six players can't fair. be bad. No, that's true. So weekly league is a must to maintain your club, and that's where I go wrong. Can we get weekly league during the week maybe for me then? Makes it a bit easier. 
Yeah, Friday. That's during the week, John. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, uh, and, and you, and you get your Monday morning. Uh, well, Monday morning. Uh, it's like seven p.m. It's done, right? UK. A.M. So. Is it? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Seven a.m. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. So Monday morning is is more than Sunday night. <laughs> I wouldn't consider that Monday morning, though. I know the amount of people that love it when it's extended by twenty four hours, and you've got all of Monday to play. Oh, that would be awesome, though. Yeah, I'd stream it every single week as well. But that's probably not an incentive for EA to do. <laughs> Flint says in chat, "Team of the Week is also just the SPC token system now, apart from the big three players." None really get anyone's squad unless they are just starting FIFA guys or play objectives. But hey, that's fair. Uh, Ryan sends something interesting in chat though. This Monday we had a conversation about Wout Weghorst, who apparently nobody else except the Dutch can pronounce. But he said, I would never touch him. I wouldn't touch him with a stick. Just want to say that he currently says, I would like to formally apologize for my view on Wout Weghorst from Monday's <laughs> pod. The guy is a menace. Yes, and so uh, someone also in this podcast realized. Yes, I can, test, <laughs> I, I can testify. Um, Vekhorst with a nice cheeky hat trick. Yeah, so yeah. not 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 me scoring with Vekhorst. <laughs> More about that soon. More about that soon. <laughs> uh, Flint also says I can answer that it's hard to make coins. Yes, I get about five to seven a night. I think that's games. Um, but I don't get the time to play weekly league. I play one weekly league all year, but that's due to work and when I have my child. But for my, for me, I just enjoy the game. Yeah, that's fair, of course. But I think we, that's definitely a thing. Guys, I want to talk about ladder system first. Or not first, but I want to talk about ladder system. John, can I be honest? I've seen a lot of frustrating remarks this week about ladder yeah. system. Um, I've seen a lot of other people commenting this week. And... I think that's why I wanted to get Tommy on the show. I'm really grateful you could have come tonight, John, Tommy, because my own personal view is that I love the ladder system, right? I really adore it. And I think Tommy might be on that side of the fence as well, Tommy. Yeah, I love it. It's in every competitive <laughs> game that I play. So I'm glad that they brought it into FIFA. Exactly. And there's a little bit of uh, um, distortion in the community about uh, if this is good or not. Uh, but we definitely know there's some frustration about the ladder system and playing it. So I thought I get Tommy on and I get John's perspective on tonight. And let's see if we can find a way to help the players that don't like it, but they're forced to play it this year, unfortunately. So, John, what's going on, my friend? Um, for, um, I got out of Division 4 very quickly. I think it was, I played nine games, one eight, got promoted. And then I got into Division 3, and the wheels are falling off the bus. In fact, the seats are out the bus, the bus is on fire. Um, it's a disaster for me at the minute. Um, I think, it's, as we were saying just before we came on air, um, I want to win my games, not 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 lose my games, if that makes sense. So I'm probably too aggressive, but I've, I literally win one game in about 9 or 10. So you look at things first, you go, I need four wins. So that's 30 to 40 games. And then you think, oh God, but I really need eight wins or my packs are rubbish. And then you're trying to push out more games. And when you're losing so many games, it is so demoralising. You're like, I'm getting so close to just not even playing this game anymore. I see the positives of not being relegated. 
that's great. In some ways, there should be no pressure in playing your games, but the pressure comes from the you need four wins and you need eight wins. That's great when you're elite and you're comfortable and you're good and you know you'll get them within a couple of hours. But for your average, below average or just above average player, it can be absolute torture. My first question would be, it's the results that's probably making you feel like it's torture, isn't it? Yes, yeah, because you're losing. It's the fact you're losing when you need just four wins and then the four wins becomes, if you've got time, just eight wins, right? And it's that, I need four wins or I get no rewards because you don't even get, um, in the old game, you score a goal, you got some points, you got some packs, blah, blah, blah. This one, if you don't win, you get nothing. You get nothing for your efforts about from 300 coins Therefore, you need four wins. So you need to win your games, which brings its own set of pressure, which is, it can be great. When it's all going well, like, and I got promoted, it's brilliant, this is the best game ever. Now you're like, oh, God. And it becomes results-driven. And yeah, it just becomes frustrating, from my point of view. Well, that's fair, though. Um, let me not dive into too much detail just yet. Tommy, what do you like about the ladder system? And can you see John's perspective on this yeah um, well I think I've stated before what I like about ladder system but you need it in every competitive game base essentially video game but to the degree the only thing they've done wrong is there should be a relegation at certain points so my example would be in elite if you drop below 1600 skill rating you should go back into division one if you're Division 3, 4, 5, you should be able, be able to drop down another two divisions from whatever point they've set. Um, that's a simple fix, really. But from John's perspective on... The main thing is when he said he's playing to win every game, I actually play the opposite. I just play not to lose. <laughs> so I, I don't really know how... We've probably got the same mindset, John, but... And it, it comes across differently because every 90 minutes I play, I just think I don't rush anything. If I draw that game nil nil and give the person no chances, and these give me no chances, I'm actually happy with that because real life football is played like that. Yes, and it should be, but in my mindset, because I'm after four or eight wins, it's like, oh, what a waste of 17 or 18 minutes. I didn't go anywhere. I've got to play another game, and it's and it's and it's that playing a game of. I'm not one of these people that want to play golden goal and things like that. I, I I really don't like that mode when we play friendlies, and that's a different story. But it, there is so much content. It's like, well, I need to do my silver stars. I want to get to my 300 friendly wins because I want to get my pack at the end. Um, I want to play my rivals, but I just want to get my eight wins and rivals and step away because it's very competitive. Weekend league is much more relaxing, so I want to try and play my qualifiers. I also want to watch some telly with my with my family, so I also work full time. So, like most, like a lot of people, so there's only so much time in the day, and you're trying to give so much to FIFA, so much to other things, and there's so much to do in FIFA that I just want to get my eight wins, put that mode to the back burner, and then enjoy the other more relaxed modes of friendlies, qualifiers, weekend league because they are more relaxed. But when you're not winning those rivals um, rivals games that's where the black cloud comes for me more than getting a bad result in weekend league can I uh, 
give you a bit of advice then. Go for it. Pick your poison <laughs> and stop playing. No, seriously, stop playing rivals. I didn't play rivals for about the, the last season. I didn't play rivals at all. The whole of the last season. Until, I think, the last few days. I just came on on a Friday, Thursday, whatever, qualified weekly, played weekly, because like you said, I do actually find weekly fun. It's a lot more casual. And I didn't miss the rewards at all. I think it's formal, Tommy, and I don't know if that's because I, I'm also a fucker. Um, and therefore, you can only upgrade your team when you open packs, realistically. Yeah. So therefore, it's that form of missing packs... And again, that's sometimes what pushes me to go from four wins in Rivals to eight wins in Rivals, which I don't think is great for my mindset at the minute. Hence, we're having this conversation. But it's, it's FOMO. FIFA creates a FOMO. Yeah, which, well, you get that in every game with content, don't you? You that's get that everywhere, I think. Yeah, right? that's the world now. That's the world, yeah. So, yeah. So I'll, I, I, let me tell you a little story, though. I think there's a lot to, to get out of this from both. And I think Tommy hit the nail on his head, right? One of the things is pick your poison. Um, it was my birthday last week, and I got gifted a couple of video games. So I got Elden Ring. I was playing Gun Turismo. I still have to f- finish Horizon. Um, I got Star Wars game. I was like, yeah, Star Wars games. Oh, but I've, I'm not 16 anymore, and I really... I'm not able to do this. Oh, wait, and FIFA is my job. So I also have to play FIFA uh, as well, right? Um, so I really can't do anything. So what I currently just did, I just oh, pick one game. That's the game I'm going to play. And I'm not going to start the other ones until I'm done with that one. Then I can put it to side, and that's a good feeling. Don't have to look back, right? Um, and they don't, they don't run away either. So that's a good thing about anything physical here. They just doesn't run away when you put it in the cupboard. Um, but at FIFA is actually pro- exactly the same. Like I have the black cloud when I play Icon Swap, right? I absolutely hate playing it. Squad battles. Yeah. I hate playing squad battles. Guess what? I'm not playing squad battles. I'm just not doing it. No matter what. Um, if uh, well, what do I like? I like to play competitive. I like to test my skills. I like to make sure my tactics work. I like to make sure I can. Still play along with some of the pros while doing practice exercises with them. I probably still lose, but at least I don't get over... It still makes it sort of a challenge for them at times, right? Um, so I have to sharpen the, the saw at that, uh, for me. That's why I play FIFA. Um, that means I play rivals. Like, I don't even know when I get my eight wins. But even if I got my eight wins, I just every day I play an hour, 90 minutes of rivals whatever happens right play those optimal focus not gonna i don't care about the rewards sure if i get cool rewards that's fun um but that's also why i'm not playing weekly league just don't have the time i don't i can't do it if i will do it i will play less performance or less focused or far more rushed than i would be doing it want to do it and for me that means i probably am better off not doing it at all um silver lounge I actually have to, to look at what it actually does again. If we talk, I of course I know, right, because of a micro-podcast, but honestly, I haven't started that at all this year. So the FOMO is definitely there, but if you actually don't do it, there's nothing lost there. I think that's like 
Tommy says that I, I know because Tommy was playing Rivals last didn't play Rivals last season and someone said to him uh, I think it was all about uh, quitting at low rated Rivals and Tommy and I said well people don't quit when you're up in Rivals right they just don't give away those those goals anymore once you're at 1900 2000 plus they will go away and I think Tommy in two days managed to get from not playing Rivals into high up in uh, Elite but just focusing on that, and that's what he wanted to do. And then he made it, right? And it is just a matter of playing on the right reasons. So playing for rewards, I've said this before, and I think everyone can agree here, never going to be worth it. If you want to get everything, you probably end up getting nothing, right? So even if you get all the packs in the world, you could get that week. Uh, it's very unlikely you actually get rewarded far more than the 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 foot coach here just off just playing his rifles matches and getting a lucky pick somewhere, um, which is unfair. But hey, that's also the way it, it is. And, and, and I think it is, in the end, it's always a game. So if it frustrates you, just don't do it. A little bit of a sidestep, though. I did play John tonight for the Foot and Review Community Cup. And the first half, now, well, I did beat him, right? And the second mm-hmm. half, I couldn't find an inch of space, Tommy. I couldn't find an inch of space to, to beat John. And I asked him after the match, what was the big difference? And what was the big difference, John? I didn't want to concede a goal in the second half. And what Tommy just said is actually agreement on all of that, right? Tommy said, I play to not lose in a ladder system. If you play a tournament, do you play to not lose in a tournament. John, the moment you started to play to not lose instead of just trying to beat me, you actually played like 100% better and I didn't get a shot in anymore. So I think that's also crucial. If you decide that ladder systems is the way you play this game, right? it's what for you, then focusing on not losing is probably the best way to getting those eight wins in as soon as possible. Yeah. Because and that's a mindset thing. Yeah, and it's not a negative thing either, right, Tommy? It's not negative to not want to lose over winning. No, um, and I was going to say when John was saying he's sometimes rushing his attack, for, for example, to get the win. What actually happens is when you play not to lose, so you're setting up kind of like your Diego Simeone, I guess, at times. People will then rush their attacks, and you just yeah, you'll you'll get basically give them free wins because they start rushing it's not actually I rush my attacks Tommy I rush my defence John will tell you I step out far too often and I, and, I, and I make silly tackles in the rush to get the ball to start an attack yeah rather than just don't do anything silly yeah again yeah you see people well you see people do that because it's just like it's a lack of patience isn't it yes and I but think it's, it's a lack of patience because they want to win, not because they don't want to lose. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So, yeah, there's a bit of mindset stuff and a bit yeah. of going on. So. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's often said in this community or on football pitches that if you play not to lose, you are playing very negative, right? Uh, but there are so few clubs, so few people, even in FIFA, that can actually play to win and constantly keep winning. And I think that's a big difference, especially when you talk about a league, especially when you talk about a ladder system, especially when you talk about a tournament system. Like in a one-off match, you can overwhelm people, right? So 
in a wicked league, I'd say it is a little bit less punishing if you start if you only play to win. Um, but in a, a any ladder system, it's much more efficient, at least not to lose. And usually, when you play not to lose, that what happened to me uh, to you? Uh, uh, like I played Aaron on the on the Community Cup. I think uh, I had the best of the game at the start, right? I got one zero up, but Aaron just kept his pace, kept his patience, and he creeped in a goal ten minutes for time, and it ended up a draw. He played not to lose that match, which could have easily get him the win because he also had a chance in the last minute, I think. And mm-hmm. I wanted to force that win, and actually gave by forcing that win, actually gave up too much space, uh, and that went against me. So I think that's the two things: pick a. Uh, pick your battle, pick your poisons, like Tommy said, right? Yeah. Which is a nice saying if you drink in Heineken Blue, by the way. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> never mind that one. Uh, but pick your poison, and if the poison is a ladder system or a competitive sitting, then play not to lose. And that doesn't mean drop back everything because I played against, I played with three players at the back, uh, John. I played on 80 depth versus you. I played on 80 depth against Aaron. It is just. Don't rush it up and don't try to force victories. Because if you force something, uh, it probably ends up biting you. I would agree. Absolutely. So, um, talk about forcing though, or actually not forcing, but that Community Cup is probably a better bridge. Um, If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash foot in review. There you can get some amazing benefits, including discounts, of course, on the coaching sessions from food coaching, you get a free invite to the Community Cup. I'm just saying there's more than 250 euros on stake for winning that cup. So every patron just gets an invite. You can subscribe and you can just join, right? Uh, Everything is automated. So you get a a brilliant app. You get a website. Um, We don't pick your opponents. It's all the algorithm that decides that. Um, So that algorithm found it fun to put me and Aaron in the same group. Uh, You think that's bad? I'm in the group. Sorry, John. I'm in the group of death. Elite and two, two coaches. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I couldn't do it, right? Else I would definitely uh, try to avoid Tommy. Oh, wait, I did. But that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think when Ingvi saw Tommy, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> that isn't a good start either. Uh, but it's a very tough competition, but I think it's a very fun format and really cool thing. Um, we try to record every single match, except the one between the Johns just now, because... I forgot to press the recording button and so did John. But that's all right. Uh, and we're going to do something really fun with those matches. But more about that next week. So that's an extra bonus we'll get. Um, you get the visual show. You get your name on the podcast. You name it. But if you are a Patreon supporter in this Patreon tiers, uh, the, the two above tiers, right? Um, the Skybox owners and the season ticket holders, you get access to all the food coaching masterclasses. Those are live every Thursday for free. So that's included in your patronage. Normally they're $7.99. It's totally free from the top tier supporters and 50% off for all other supporters. And the best thing, the first one every month, which is tomorrow, is going to be free for all Patreon supporters. So join us there. I think that's a very cool offer. Actually, if you want to go support this podcast for a pound a week, it's cheaper than actually buying a single session for the masterclasses. And you get all you get them first mass class for free. So it's a no-brainer. And it does support us, so that's a cool way. Check out patreon.com forward slash foot and review and join our next community cup because it's really cool. Um we 
could probably need some more players uh, in North America to make it a bit more even, I think. Because <laughs> the Europeans are um, way outnumbering you. So join us, support us, and have some fun together. Talking about fun together, Tommy, what's your current FIFA life at? What are you doing in FIFA? Well, playing in the Film Review Cup. Uh, but apart from that, Which just, is fun, right? I mean, it's, yeah, not, it's, no, like, it's, it's probably preaching for my own thing, but it's like I actually was looking forward to playing tonight in the Cup more than I would be as played rivals. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's brilliant. I've got uh, my last game's against Wimby. I'm just... I'm waiting for it every day just for him to give me the go-ahead because I'm playing, waiting for his schedule to free up a little bit. But it's uh, apart from the cup, I'm just enjoying my weekend league, really. And then rivals, I play if I can get on. If I can't get on, I'm not really that fast. Well, that's a cool setup, though. And I think that's, that's the thing, right? You're not too fast, so that makes you able to just enjoy it as well. And I'm wondering yeah, now, well, John is, John is well, getting all this information in tonight, right? John, uh, I'll, I'll soak it all in. Soak it all in. After speaking with John, with, with Tommy now, uh, what's your FIFA life going to be? Um, one, one more win tonight for rivals. <laughs> <laughs> That'll give me the eight. I'm going to play defensive, as in steady and slow. Going to not lose, um, and then probably weekend league. Um, like I said, I actually enjoy playing FIFA when there's no pressure. So things like the objectives. I I don't mind that. I really don't mind that. And I know people want to play gold gold objectives. I like playing the game. I'll stick it out. I enjoy it. That's it doesn't bother me. Um, so a little bit of objectives. Um, I mean, play, I'll play weekend league, um, and I'll probably maybe take rivals out next week. Maybe. I'm not very confident in this. <laughs> I saw it actually hurt him. So, did you see his face, uh, Tommy? It was actually yeah. sort of, it, yeah. it pained him to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> packs, those packs. <laughs> Maybe try it the other way around. Just focus on rivals. Okay, I could do that. No, Let's no, see. no. Weekend, weekend league is the most fun you're going to have. <laughs> but but that we just talked about it earlier. The weekend league is where the rewards are, as in coins and packs, better packs. And it's actually less stressful and more relaxing to play yeah people play more open I find in weekend league so it's just more enjoyable I just need some time in a weekend well honestly I can't work seven days a weekend since it's work it's always feels really weird to also start up my console in the weekend I don't know it feels a bit off yeah what's your plans John for FIFA that's a good question though um, I can actually tell everyone now maybe uh, my plans, and this is this, this isn't studied in, but I might as well uh, put it on the podcast. Uh, my plans on FIFA is that uh, foot review. Um, once my voice has been completely restored, which might be end of the week, next week early, but we'll get a date in. Um, we'll be going back to streaming. So foot review will be streaming every single day, and it will be mostly me. But might see some pack openings for Dan, or might get you guys on. I've got some cool content. Some we're not going to only play. Um, we're going to do some foot coaching stuff, but we'll also talk about content. You might actually see me play squad battles. Ooh, if there's enough people that Ooh. can keep me entertained, well, edit. But uh, no, uh, foot and review content making live on stream is probably my FIFA life for the remainder. 
Um, so I, I'm looking very much looking forward to that. On which channel, on which times, those will be announced. Uh, but we'll work on Perfect. some uh, background stuff. But that's probably what I'm going to do. Which means I have much more time to play. Which means I'm also um, maybe stream some community cup while well, edit or something. I will stream, definitely be stream doing. Some co- stream some co-op games. That was the other thing I wanted to say. We need to play yeah. some co- co-op, Tommy. We need to get the, the world show that co-op is the best mode in FIFA. And talking about the best go best mode in FIFA, we have a question, Tommy, and I want to answer, ask you that one. Um, something positive for change. Simon says from the conversation I was having this morning with Tommy. Oh, this was this one was predetermined by the looks of it. What's your favorite new addition to FIFA this year? Tom, Simon says for me it's in-depth stats. I go through them after every single game. What's yours, Tommy? Well, yeah, we've talked about how how I'm an Excel nerd at home with my uh, budget and stuff, so I do like the stats. But uh, probably it's co-op, actually. It's the best fun you're going to have in this FIFA if you can find someone that you get on with on the headset and just have a laugh. I 100% agree. I think co-op FIFA, I wish there was a separate mode for it, also to play weekly co-op. Oh, boy. I'd make sure I get some. And that would be... That would be... can I say it? I can say it. bloody brilliant. It feels weird saying yeah, it as, as an old British, but <laughs> I'm talk I'm speaking more English these days than I actually do Dutch, so maybe uh, can as- go with your slang as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go for me as well. Uh, John, what about you? Don't say letter oh, system, we don't believe you. No, no. It's <laughs> it sounds it's a double edged sword. I like it from the point of view that last year all the self relegation men and uh, I'm sure it was either Aaron or um, Ryan had mentioned in one of the previous pods that, you know, with people that were self-relegating for easy wins, people in the middle got squashed and crushed, and that was also demoralising. So the, the ladder helps that. So there is a positive to the ladder. For me, I liked the very start of this FIFA, and less so now, but were, I felt like there was more variation of formation and more variation of player, and I'd really enjoyed that at the start. That's ebbed away a little bit more. So right now, I can't pick out a, a specific that I think is better than previous FIFAs. But at the start, it was definitely formations and players. But now we're all running the same players and the same formations. I'm not. Well, everyone's I'm copying not, my. I'm not. Yeah, everyone's copying my formation. But I think everything else. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, I mean, I see. I saw Tommy's team. That's creative. If you look at my and team, I don't think that's that's because Tommy's a fucker, and 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 Tommy's got a, a different a brain that's wired different from most people. But what I mean is, it's, <laughs> I think, <laughs> that's a positive, Tommy. It was meant in a good way. Um, to be fair, I know you've got your th- your three five two, and some other guys are rocking it. But lately, um, I either play four one against four one four one two narrow. Or a four three two one, or a four three three because it's three in the midfield, or it's four two three one. That's it. I, I I don't see four four twos anymore. Um, I, I don't see four one two one two wide. But there was loads of formations at the start. Everybody, every formation was viable. But it feels like now, unless you've got two or three midfielders in the middle, it's not worth playing. That's just me. I'm sticking with a four four two. 
I think one of the biggest additions this year has been the amount of SPCs we got, though, right? Um, we did have some two SPCs tonight, I think, as well, but we forgot to mention them during the intro. Can we quickly talk about them still, Tommy? Yeah, uh, I don't know the names of the players, but we have a German <laughs> centre midfield and... Because I haven't got it open at the moment in front of me, but is it a Japanese cam? Cam. Yes, it is. Yeah, both in the yeah. Bundesliga. Bundesliga, yeah, that's it. It's Serdar. Got the stats. Yeah. yeah, it's 88 Serdar, centre midfielder from Hetta, of course. Just saying, three star, three star, 150k. Um, high, medium. Uh, stats actually look pretty decent, but honestly, I can already say, just my plain opinion, just stay away. Sure, you might get an upgrade, but it's three star to three star. It's pretty much not worth it anymore. Three weeks before team of the season starts. Although his defensive stats looks really good, he's very tall, he's very physique. But I think the three star to three star might be very painful in the end. Tommy. Also, he has eighty composure, if I remember from seeing earlier. Yes, that's true. So in centre mid, I'm not. I wouldn't touch that card. And and again, for all those defensive stats, he's actually a high attacking in medium yeah. defensive. Short notice, just stay away. Uh, let's yeah. talk about Haraguchi. I hope I pronounced that correctly, though. He's a four-star, four-star. He's a center attacking midfielder from Union Berlin. And he's a high, high uh, work rates. He's fast, 93-91. He has great dribbling, 95 agility, 94 balance, 90 ball control. He's got 84 composure, though, but 90 dribbling. His shooting stats are on the somewhat lower set. 88 finishing. Decent, but 82 shot power with 82 positioning. He's got 97 jet stamina, though, so that might be cool. What do you think, Tommy? Um, my initial thought was if you did the two Japanese players that come out as a partnership earlier on in the year... Then you have to do this one. Is it? Yeah, because that was just for the vibes, as they say. For the vibes, uh, we should start a podcast. This I'm one not. for the vibes. Yeah, yeah apart from that, I'm not going near it. Those two players went into SBC heaven. Yeah, see, yeah. all the time in rivals, and then he tosses them into SBCs. I didn't get Kylian Mbappe for nothing. That's fair it enough. I don't know. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, John doing Haraguchi. No, because I don't have any Bundesliga players in my squad and um, I'm not wanting to stick with this closest team of the season. Um, I don't want to be sticking 160k into a player that I'm not going to use. I think that's also fair. Uh, we have one more question sent in though. Um, let me start by asking that to Tommy. Tommy, do you have a way to close out games as I always concede in the 90 plus minutes from, of course... One of our Skybox owners, Omar. I'm talking about Skybox owners, a big thank you to Reese and, of course, Daniel for supporting us in the Skybox owner tiers. They get big discounts, they get a free coaching session, and, of course, this shout-out, every single episode just sprinkled within. But, Tommy, do you have a, play, a way to play out games? Um, well, if it's like 80 minutes in, just don't attack. Ping the ball around your back four, centre mids. Um, if the other people then turn on constant pressure, you're laughing because you're going to get a free goal. And if you're on the defensive end of things, as in your opponent has the ball, two things I do, which I don't see many people do, I will foul people on purpose. <laughs> yeah. a bit ratty, because no. people can't, pe- people 
tend to be terrible at crossing angles for free kicks, as in cross it in for a header. And then the other thing is, if you've got the ball with your defenders, just send it up the pitch as far as you can, like you're playing an amateur Sunday league pub football match. You see far too many people at 90 minutes playing the ball around, trying to play it out from the back, and then it gets ricocheted and they concede a goal. <laughs> John. So, two simple things. Anything to add there? Uh, they're asking the wrong person to see it again in the next minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I try to do a combination of everything you say, and I tend to do what Tommy just says, which is try to play it out, ricochet, <laughs> blackouts. <laughs> well, um, I so agree with Tommy here. And we see this all happen a lot in uh, the pro scene as well, EDVC, right? Many of the goals get conceded in the last five minutes because they go, there's something called a last attack, which in the pro scene is usually bunch. You get, once you have the ball, you go for a chance. Once you lose the ball, the other player gets a chance. That's how pros usually play, right? So holding on to the ball is critical because if you lose it, the other one will get a chance. So that's how the game is more played, more of a. Um, a steady game. They really don't. They really play not to lose. Um, but that's also because they're very little once they have the ball. So that's it's a little bit slower. But they still concede most of the goals in the last five minutes, and almost never when it's over two legs in the first leg. Right. Now that is because stress stress comes to you. Um, you start uh, to feel rushed when you have the final attack. They don't actually look at the clock. So in FIFA, the clock is really predictable. Once you hit a 90-minute counter, you know how much time it will get added, right? So it says plus one, plus two. Once that minute hits, you can just toss the ball out and the game is over. Once you go in another part of the field, the, the game is over. But if you concede the ball in your half, it might actually play along and therefore one of those chances Tommy just said, it ricochets off and you still concede the goal, right? But it's the feeling of pressure that's usually getting to people. So switching something around, honestly playing not to concede, but just be smart. Like Tommy said, take that tackle. Who cares, right? Just do it. Uh, it's not nice, but hey, you don't win games become like to be nice. Else we all be Harry Maguire and Manchester United defenders, right? <laughs> it's, it just doesn't make sense. You want to be a Virgil van Dijk at times as well. You just have to... Make sure it doesn't get past you. Uh, no offense, Tommy, but it's when I know it, it goes to your heart. So I needed to make a Manchester United joke on tonight's show. Um, and I think it's, it isn't that hard, but it is uh, taking out the stress. And what really is seriously good at taking off the stress, so Tommy says all the mechanical parts, which I totally agree with, but just press pause, well, get out of the game, stand up for 10 seconds. Get out of your fixed position for 10 seconds. Stand out your seat, then sit back down and go again. You're focused again. And that stress needs to go somewhere. Like stress is just energy. Energy has to go somewhere. And if you stand st sitting still, you, you see those bend over moves where people are getting closer to the screen even more. Then I know it's going to be difficult for them to actually hold the ball or be steady, be calm. Because the body, everything in the body tenses up. Just kick the ball out, stand up for 10 seconds, sit back down, and then take Tommy's approach, uh, being smart about it, and that's usually enough. Don't underestimate the mental side 
of sit, sitting out the game. And sure, I've got separate formations for it to try it, depending actually on what my opponent usually does. And I'm not afraid to ping the ball around for 10 minutes, although I know that's sometimes called ready behavior either. Uh, but if my opponent can't deal with that, he shouldn't be deserving to win anyways. I think that's a really nasty way of ending a podcast. But I am afraid that it's <laughs> going to be the way of ending it. Tommy, John, thank you so much. Everyone, we see you this Friday where Daniel makes his return. But for now, we are just going to drop it. See you next Friday.